Hello, I'm Karen Pascal. I'm the Executive Director of the Henry Nouwen Society. Welcome to a new episode of Henry Nouwen, Now and Then. Our goal at the Henry Nouwen Society is to extend the rich spiritual legacy of Henry Nouwen to audiences around the world. Each week, we endeavor to bring you a new interview with someone who's been deeply influenced by the writings of Henry Nouwen and someone whose writing is an important and valued resource to spiritual seekers. We invite you to share the daily meditations in these podcasts with your friends and family. Our core purpose is to share Henry Nouwen's spiritual vision so that people can be transformed by experiencing themselves as God's beloved. Now, let me introduce you to my guest today. Today on this podcast, I have the pleasure of talking with Max Lucado. Max serves as the teaching minister of Oak Hills Church in San Antonio, Texas. But Max has been dubbed America's pastor by Christianity Today. Having sold 96 million books in 56 languages, Max's voice and inspiration stretches way beyond the borders of America. For me, over the years, the books of Max Lucado have come into my life and truly enriched and deepened my personal faith. This latest book is no exception. Titled, Help is Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit, this book came to me just when I needed it most. Max, welcome to Henry Now and Now and Then. Well, Karen, that is so kind of you. Yeah, thank you so much. Hello from San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for writing this book. I, I truly mean it. I needed it. It's so full of good news and truth. You remind us so clearly of what God has offered us in the Holy Spirit. Amen. What What was it about the book that you—was there anything particular that you found helpful in the book? I think it was just the constant reminder that God is on our side and that He, he intends mm. us to have the Holy Spirit. I mean, it, it, it was every single page gave me—it's like a, a, a prompt, a reminder of things that I have— found to be true, but I needed to be reminded of. And I had been going through a particularly difficult, uh, crunchy situation, mm-hmm. you know, where I needed wisdom, yeah. where I needed authority. And it was, your words were reminding me of mm-hmm. God's abundance in all of this. Tell us just a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Let's start right there with yeah. what you want us to know as you have us read this book. Well, I, uh, I thank you so much, by the way, for this opportunity. And uh, forgive my raspy voice. I've just come out of COVID number two. Oh my Isn't goodness! Isn't that terrible? <laughs> That's not fair, <laughs> is not it? Conta- I'm not contagious anymore, but I am still recuperating my voice. It, it got me in the throat. So, oh. but uh, but thank you for letting me have these uh, these minutes with you. Um, I I describe the Holy Spirit as my unfailing friend. He is my unfailing friend. Uh, he is he is the presence, the living presence of our invisible God uh, in our world today, and most specifically uh, in our hearts. Uh, what strikes me about the way the Bible portrays the, the Holy Spirit uh, is, number one, as a mystery in Jesus himself said that the Spirit is the wind. It's a wind. He, 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 we don't know where the wind comes or really where the wind blows. So, so immediately we're taught that the Holy Spirit uh, cannot be captured, controlled, cajoled, or forced into doing what we want Him to do. 
but also Jesus described the Holy Spirit as our, uh, I just love the word comforter, comforter. Uh, he's the one who comes alongside us and comforts us. In the book, I, I unpack a variety of word pictures because it's not one word picture that works. No one word picture survi- suffices. But I found well over a dozen. Uh, I had to pick and choose between the ones I found uh, that help us understand what the function and what the role, what the what the 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 quest of the Holy Spirit is in our lives. But I think the big message that that I'm wanting people to get is what you got, Karen, and that is we're in a tough season. These are hard days, but we don't have to face them alone. There is there is a supernatural help that will come to any person who simply requests it, and that's the presence, the living presence of the Holy Spirit. I love the fact that within the book you keep reminding us of this wonderful personal, persistent love of God expressed in the Holy Spirit. But you write, your name is not written in God's book with pencil. He does not hover an eraser above your entry, just waiting for an excuse to remove it. He is no cruel master who demands perfection and promises retribution. He is a good father who has recorded your name in the book of life with the blood of the Lamb. And I think people need to be reminded of that when they feel the crush of circumstances that God is still there and loves them and is for them, is for them more than anything else. Mm. What a great um, a great point to, to, to bring up. And one of the metaphors that the Bible uses to describe the Holy Spirit is feel, F-E-A-L, feel. We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. I don't know when I hear that in my mind, a... a <laughs> The picture of of a bubble wrap <laughs> comes to my <laughs> mind, <laughs> you know. And uh, I think it's because when I was in uh, high school, I got a job at a at a factory that built uh, vacuum cleaners. And uh, on the assembly line, the last thing that would be done to the vacuum cleaner before we would put it in a box is we would we would wrap it in bubble wrap. I mean, seriously wrap it over and over and over so that there was no way that uh, particular vacuum cleaner, that machine uh, could be, could be hurt. It surely, it, it might get jostled and, and, you know, bounced about in the back of a truck. But by the time it was uh, to reach the person who bought it, it would still be in pristine shape. <laughs> and, um, Maybe I should have shared that illustration in the story, the book, (laughs) because I think that's a picture of the Holy Spirit. We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. He he has wrapped himself around us. And every person hearing my voice, including me expressing my voice, has in in recent history uh, stumbled. We stumble. We do things we regret. Yeah. Uh, we lose our temper. We lose our self-control. We lose our perspective. And we worry during those seasons, have I outsinned the grace of God? Have I, have I cut myself off? Uh, and we can grow angry at him or we can grow afraid of him. But the promise of the Holy Spirit is he has sealed us. He has sealed us. Satan may tempt us, influence us, and even cause us to lose our way but we can never lose our salvation. 
because it's God's work. What saved us initially secures us eternally. And I think you're absolutely right, Karen. We need that assurance because in addition to the guilt we sometimes feel, the the devil brings fear, fear that we've outstanded the grace of God. And so one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to is to seal us so that we will be delivered spotless and holy in the presence of God on, on that great day. And so thank you, Holy Spirit, for sealing me uh, and not, uh, not, not uh, challenging me to save myself or to stay saved myself. It is completely a work of grace. You write, uh, the Spirit of God is not a computer to be programmed. He's a person to be welcomed. I don't know if everybody understands that the Holy Spirit is a person. Can you just open that up? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's hard to it's hard to have a relationship with electricity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to be friends with, you know, a, a, a jolt of lightning. But many people see the Holy Spirit as this impersonal uh, force of power, a bit like electricity or a bit like fire. Uh, but the, but Jesus, uh, in his beautiful teachings on the Holy Spirit in John 14 and 15 and 16, always referred to the Holy Spirit as a person. Uh, he, we, we have a pronoun there uh, to help us understand that the Holy Spirit is not an it, not an it. And I do hear people, uh, you know, mistakenly refer to, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit as it. It has helped me or it has come or I don't understand it. So maybe we should all make a declaration that from now on, I will call the Holy Spirit as Jesus did as a person, a person, a person who can be quenched, a person who can be angered, a person who can be, uh, uh, who can love us, who can comfort us, who can guide us, who can teach us, uh, who can strengthen us, who can give us the same power that was used when Jesus was raised from the dead. And so uh, maybe the first place to begin in our understanding of the Holy Spirit is to move out of the impersonal and into the very intimately personal and understand that the Holy Spirit is a person who is uh, who, who who offers himself to be our friend, our unfailing friend, to walk us through any season of life. I uh, have enjoyed your books so much. I've enjoyed your writing in this book. You're a master with words and images, and you're a storyteller, and you're a master with compassion. And I must admit, it was in your honesty you bring forward your failings and share those. I find you to be a bit of a kindred spirit to Henry Now, and I think that's something that people have been attracted to in reading Henry Nowen's books, is that level of almost in self self-disclosure that says, this is the real me, and then discovers that God loves the real me. I, I, I'm curious if you have been in any way, if, if Henry's writings or teachings have been a resource for you. Oh, no doubt. And, and some of the stories that he has used uh, have been so, so very, very helpful uh, through the years. And I think you're right. My, my impression 
of Henry Nowen. I would have loved to have met him, but my impression is that he was uh, accessible, uh, that he never elevated himself, uh, that he never said, I've got it figured out, so come and listen to me, but was much, much more a an invitation that says, I'm a fellow struggler. I'm a pilgrim on this road with you. Uh, l- let me let me share where I where I fell. Let me share how God helped me. But the big message of Mr. Nellen was grace and forgiveness and yeah. help and renewal and, and and God's commitment to us. So I'm 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 embarrassed that my name might be considered to be like <laughs> his uh, because he's a he's in a stratosphere that few people dwell. But I'm very very grateful. Uh, for the work that he has done and did in his life. I found a quote from you that I that I thought was very special. You you were mentioning you as a pastor, as a minister, that you would ask the question as you were kind of approaching the sermon, what can I say on Sunday that will matter on Monday? And quite frankly, I think that's the kind of books you write. You're writing books that matter in the Mondays of our life. That's what I've appreciated so much. I think you named the time we've been living through in such a uh, an accurate way. It's It's been more challenging and more discouraging, perhaps, and isolating in so many aspects of the last couple of years. I, I, I think that's a very special gift you have. I think that's a in a way, it's a prophetic gift, but God has given you the gift of naming the moment and speaking to it. And so even though this book is about the Holy Spirit, it's really bringing God's answer into the question of the times we're in. I, I, I'm, I love to discuss the Holy Spirit because there's, there's so many different applications, uh, so many different directions. Uh, the Holy Spirit, again— is the living presence of God in our lives today. Uh, He is God in our world, directing and leading us. Um, I was was impressed uh, by the writings of a dear man uh, by the name of Frederick Dale Bruner. And uh, Dr. Bruner has written the best commentaries on Matthew and John, uh, in my opinion, that have ever been written. Uh, And then he has a small volume on the Holy Spirit, in which he calls the Holy Spirit the shy member of the Trinity. What a great (laughs) little phrase, the shy member of the Trinity. And the reason that he calls the Holy Spirit the shy member of the Trinity is because... uh, the Holy Spirit's assignment or, or, or quest is to direct people to Christ, not direct people to himself. He is the one who will lead us into an understanding of Christ. And so it's almost as if the Holy Spirit is that quiet voice prompting us to look to Jesus, to look to Jesus for our identity, to look to Jesus for our security, to look to Jesus for salvation. The Holy Spirit is ever prompting, ever stirring, even bringing to remembrance the things that we um, that we might have forgotten or maybe we never knew we knew about, about Jesus Christ. 
And I think that's such a wonderful image to understand the Holy Spirit. Now, I, another thing I think is interesting is that we live in such a non-spiritual era. Uh, I'm not saying anything new when I say we are a secular society. That is to say, we have come to depend upon all the, only what we can see, what we can touch, what we can explain. And we cannot explain the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, no, no. The Holy Spirit has a mind of his own, uh, and he cannot be coerced or cajoled. And so let's not think of him as a genie in a bottle, that if we come up with the right formula or say the right words, then he has to respond. He, he will come and go as he wishes, but he will always reflect Christ, and he will always encourage and help the saints. And so um, I, I find it to be a great adventure in our secular society to talk to people about the most non-secular promise, and that is there is an invisible, supernatural presence alive and well on planet <laughs> Earth, uh, working and touching the hearts of people who seek him. Uh, Max, why do you think it is that the Holy Spirit brings uh, out the extremists among us. I mean, we, we do know there's there's kind of a, a sense of divisiveness as people have various opinions. Why do you think that is? Yeah. I mentioned this early in the book, you know, that the, the, the topic of the Holy Spirit can bring out the, the two extremes. On, on one extreme is the person who, uh, I think in the book I said he's got a, a, a stage pass backstage pass to the Holy Spirit and can see and experience things that, that most of us common people will never see or experience. And he or she loves to brag about being a, a favorite student of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> on the other extreme, on the other extreme is the person or the church who, if you, if they cannot explain it, they don't believe it. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you cannot, um, if you cannot predict it or find it in a recipe, it does not exist. And so they find themselves to be the, the kind of the self-appointed hall <laughs> monitors who, who exist to shut down yeah. uh, or criticize any uh, at, uh, reference to the Spirit that they cannot explain. So I think those are the two extremes. But I do believe in the middle is that dear sister, who is longing to receive everything the Lord wants to give. And there's that dear brother who believes that when Jesus said, I will, I must go away so that the comforter can come. He believes that. I believe that there are great quorums of people who are weary and tired and need and want and long to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And if that describes you, then we're in the same camp. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to be very careful and not go where we're not permitted to go, but also to go everywhere we're invited to go. Uh, and it's, again, the Holy Spirit is a mystery. No one's going to crack the code. Nobody's going to control him. Nobody's going to create the list of things he does and can't do. All we have are those beautiful invitations from Jesus, inviting us to trust him and follow him and receive him as our comforter, as our um well, as our unfailing friend to walk us through life. Very inviting. Very inviting. Absolutely. Let me ask you, just very specifically, because we've talked about anxiety, what role has the Holy Spirit played in fighting anxiety in your life, Max? 
in a way, as I listen to you, I think that beautiful kind of rolling, subtle accent for me, anyway, uh, sounds like you're full of peace. But do you have times of anxiety? And how does the Holy Spirit help you? Well, yes, uh, I do have anxiety. Uh, it'd be very difficult not to in this day and age. Uh, and, and some anxiety, you know, anxiety's caught a bad name, um, caught a bad rep. But the truth is some anxiety is helpful because it does quicken us to turn our hearts back to the Father, uh, to alert ourselves that we need his help and his strength. And so I don't, I, I would never want pers- people who battle with anxiety to have to, in addition, battle with the guilt of anxiety because anxiety just comes with life, but it does not have to take our lives. The Holy Spirit is the living presence of God on the earth in our lives today. And one of his desires is to comfort this troubling, uh, stirring that we feel within us, this chaos. In, In fact, one of the things that I find most wonderful is the first appearance of the Spirit in Scripture. After uh, there had been a declaration that, uh, that, that, that uh, the earth was going to be created, the Scripture says the Spirit of God hovered over the earth. Up until that point, there was, uh, at least in my mind, just teeming violence, mm-hmm. you know, volcanoes erupting, waves crashing, So much needed to be done to create the Garden of Eden. And here comes the Holy Spirit, and he hovers, the Scripture says. It's a very rare word in the Bible, used only twice. He hovers over the earth. In other words, before there can be creation, there must be calm. He comes as he calms. Uh, You know, the Spirit is, is often portrayed as a dove. In Scripture, and what does a dove do but symbolize the presence of purity and peace? Uh, the Holy Spirit is that presence of God's calming that comes into our lives. In my own life, I, I, I sense Him calming me. I, I find myself getting wound up and and kind of running or rushing through a day, and I'll just sense this voice inside me saying, "Take a deep breath." slow down, calm down. Or oftentimes when I'm in the midst of a, of a decision situation, if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm aware, I'll, I'll turn my heart toward the Holy Spirit. And I'll say, dear Lord, guide me here, direct me here. And I will listen for my next thought because I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to me through my thoughts and through my actions. Or I'll open the scripture And I'll say, direct me, Lord. Help me here, please, because I don't know what to do. And so um, I think there's such great news because anxiety is just sucking the joy out of our society. But it doesn't have to. The next time you feel that voice of anxiety, that, that flush of fear come into your life, rather than consult your fears, turn to your Heavenly Father in faith. And say, blessed Lord, blessed Spirit, help me as I face this, as I, as I struggle through this issue. Uh, many times I will awaken in the middle of the night. I don't know 
what it is about that uh, that place in between real sleep and being awake. But there's a spot in between there in which I feel like I'm susceptible to anxiety. And I'll wake up and I'll think of all the challenges that have come are coming my way. I've learned through the years, though, to pray. In my prayers in the middle of the night are nothing more than incoherent mumbles. <laughs> They're just, you know, if my wife were to wake up, and she has before, she would hear me just saying, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And he will. He will come and help us. So please, before you give in to your fears, uh, turn to your Heavenly Father in faith. The Holy Spirit is here to help you calm the chaos of this life. Oh, Max, that that is a good message. That's one we're going to take till Monday, I got to tell you. <laughs> In fact, everything that's come out of this conversation, I would say, it's going to go into the Mondays of our lives right now. It, it doesn't stay within this podcast. Mm. But first of all, Max, I want to thank you for being with us today on Henry Now and Now and Then. What a What a privilege to have you as our guest today. Thank you. Well, Karen, it's a great privilege, and I, I pray all the very, very best for you and your and your wonderful audience and this very important ministry. And I want to thank you for writing this book. You really have introduced us afresh to this gift, the Holy Spirit. Listeners, your life is going to be enriched by Max Lucado's latest book. I really want to encourage you to get Help is Here finding fresh strength and purpose in the power of the Holy Spirit. I recommend it wholeheartedly. You've gotten a little taste in this conversation, but I want to tell you, it will feed you, inform you, and transform you. Honestly, it will. Thank you, Max. Thank you, and all the best, Karen. All the best to you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more resources related to today's conversation with Max Lucado, click on the links on the podcast page of our website. You'll find links to anything that we talked about today, as well as book suggestions. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we would be so grateful if you take time to give us a review or a thumbs up or pass this on to your friends and companions on the faith journey. Thanks for listening. Until next time.